The past, they say, died long ago. But vanquished power wells up from the darkest depths. Emerges from lost and frozen vaults. For that which has been divided can be made whole again. When this occurs, the world will tremble. So begins the season of the dragon. Last week on Lore Seekers. That is specifically why I went Breton, because a Breton anything magica is going to be stupid with sustain. Mm -hmm. And that's why I went that route. I've never rolled a Breton before. And I'm already liking his sustain, and it's going to get even better in about a week. Jibs and I have had a back and forth thing for several years over hearth and hearth. I say hearth. He says hearth. Mm -hmm. I am right. Hmm. He is wrong. Okay, wife. You can continue. To the middle of the map. Well, this, you fart. You, you fart. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Pump the brakes, guy. You're supposed to take care of that before the show. Greetings, <laughs> travelers. Welcome to the Law Seekers podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Here they are at their usual table, Jibs and Cash. Oh, yeah! Hey! I dug that one. That was good. We're here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank that was you. good. That was really that was nice good. of you guys. I don't know who thank that shanty the, the group was, but that was fantastic. No, it was good. It was very, uh, very Lord of the Rings uh, reminiscent. Yeah, or Black yep. Flag reminiscent. Yeah. So, you, hey, little guy, don't uh, trip on the floor and uh, put the ring on and disappear. I'm just saying. Hmm. So, Mr. how Under you been? Hill. Nobody. Nobody. Is it just Sorry. me? It's just you. Okay, I've been good. <laughs> okay. How have you been? Right. This is uh, this is a very exciting day. It is. It is a fantastic day. You know why, Cash? Why is that a fantastic day? Because we're one year old, we are one year old, bro. We're one year old, and on and on that uh, that case, I need me a drink. What can I get you, boy? Oh, sweet dear. Oh, I would like a honey ale. Give me a honey ale. 
I'm into that. I'm going to stay with bourbon. Coming right up. Bourbon. Ooh, okay. All right, all right, all right. Well, yeah, you I know. got started ahead of you. Yeah, you are Sorry. a little bit. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so, uh, wow. Okay, where do we start? Um, welcome, everybody. Um, but before, right, let's, do it. let's do this in order. Let's do it like we do. Let's do this in order. Cash, what have you been up to, buddy? I've had a week. I've had a week. Mm. I've had a great week. Been playing uh, ESO a lot. Um, I've been working a lot, so that's chunked a bit of my time. But um, I've been playing on my Sork a lot this week and discovering that his DPS is stupid. As in good. Stupid good. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. He, he's been a blast. I'm just kind of going through trying some different specs out. Uh, messing around with him a little bit. I actually got into... I discovered this. I didn't even know that this was a thing. Now I know. I mean, there's times where I'm like, you know, I'm pretty good at this game. And then there's times where I go, I'm such a freaking noob that I didn't know this. So, because Zoss put something out about the uh, release of the new patch, Rasto, that um, if you had a lot of inventory you might have a little bit of a problem the first time that you log in and load up, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was in attempt, in a valiant attempt, to empty out some of my inventory. So I was doing surveys, crafting surveys, looking at uh, picking up treasure chests mm-hmm. to get rid of those things. So I ended up in Craglorn. And as soon as I ended up in Craglorn, all I saw in zone chat was... We need two DPS for this trial. We need a healer for this trial. It was like over and over again, all these different groups. And I was like, oh my God, this is where the hub for trials is. So I started to hop into, sorry about the super long introduction on that, but this is the point. Yeah. I hopped into some pug trials this week because I needed some pieces for uh, my Sork and for my Templar. Mm -hmm. So... Over and over and over and over and over again, I ran them all the way up until, I'm not kidding you, I got into a vet um, trial. Mm-hmm. And right at the end, it was hell rock. Right at the end, we had 15 minutes and the little thing flashed across the screen that said servers are coming down in 15 minutes. We were like, excuse oh. me, what? I like totally lost track <laughs> of time. And yeah, servers were coming down in 15 minutes. So we... Had 15 minutes to get the boss down on vet, got him down, and with a minute to spare, we're able to do all of our trades. Like, hey, does anybody have this? Or did, any, did this drop? Blah, 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 blah. Everybody did their trades, and then we were done. But so my first historical is my very, very first vet trial, and we were successful, and it was right before service came down for the rest on the patch. So Nice. That's fantastic. Yeah, that was like the highlight of my week. I was super excited about it. And, you know, of course, I was dead tired when that happened. So once it got done, I like went to just crawled into bed and fell asleep. But mm-hmm. I was really excited. And then the whole thing about the inventory slowing down your load time wasn't a factor. For me, at least. Man, I loaded like right up. It was not a problem. Nice. So, yeah, that was the highlight of my week in ESO. I was so excited. I didn't even roll a new character. You didn't? Yes. Mark the calendars. You you put your foot down. You said no. Yeah. For, I, I will not be taken that by day. the, the alt gosh. For that day. <laughs> for, yeah, for Monday through uh, Wednesday. Yep. Uh, 
Anyway. How about your week, buddy? Oh, man. Uh, okay. So it's been crazy busy trying to get everything set for uh, the anniversary stream, which, by the way, we're streaming live at twitch.tv slash Podcast. Welcome, everybody who's here. There's a lot of people here. There is a lot of people. I'm really excited. Slash Lurk is here. Slash Lurk is here. Hi, Rich. What's up, buddy? Yep. Um, but uh, crazy amount of stuff going on. Um, I got in Rathstone today. Um, I, I can't. I got to watch what I say because we're totally doing our impressions on Rathstone today. But I just say this: Hot dang, dude! Whoo! That's how you start off the yeah. season of the Dragon Man. That was it's yeah. so good. Um, I deleted two tunes today. That was a thing. How'd you I, do it? I uh, took them out behind the woodshed and just kind of let it be. It happens. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I got rid of eulogy for them. Yeah, I did. Did I you did. put coins over their eyes before you mortared them? I did. Put them in a put. Sent them away in a ship. That boy. Sent them on their way. Okay. But uh, anyway, so yeah, um, got rid of a couple tunes. Made room for. I'm going to make a steam and a dragonite for PvP with a Nord. Now that the passives have been changed. Ooh. And then uh, yeah, man. Um, and then I've got three spaces left for a necro healer tank and dps i like it yeah i definitely have the three spots i will probably murder a couple of my characters except for wolven wolven lives my friends and i think i'm going to turn him into a into a warden tank i really do Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i know i'm all excited about aren't you guys excited for me okay i'm super excited yeah so i mean that's on my agenda for sure i have the three spots for my necros, and I think my DPS necro is going to be the first one. Come here, mm-hmm. naked kitty. Naked Kajidi. You have to sit. So that will probably be... No, it will definitely be my first. And you mm-hmm. know what's funny is um, I've had a couple of uh, very short conversations with some people in our community. Um, Minuet Pro, Matt, was one yep. of them today. Yep. Um, he was having me talk him off the ledge of starting a second account so that he could reserve his names. And I'm like, no, pff, do it. Are you kidding me? Like, start the second account, like, right now. Pay for it. Go ESO Plus on it. Do it. (laughs) I think his response was something close to, that's the exact moron response I was looking for. Perfect. (laughs) If you want a moron response, ask a moron. That's exactly what you'll get. Yeah. So there's that. Spend everything. Buy everything in the Crown Store. Send it for your friends. I just need an excuse. (laughs) If I have an excuse, I'll start a second account. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it so bad. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. So oh, anyway, you know, there's yeah. a lot of people that want to reserve their names and, you know, do your thing. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, good friends, uh, this is a very special episode to us, to Cash and I, and we're going to get into that in just a second. But if you missed last week's episode, we talked about everything from the latest ESO Live um, details. Uh, we talked about uh, Shia Gorath and a new lore lesson, which a lot of you were pretty stoked for. We had a new one come Shia. Out yeah, that yes. was. <laughs> and then we reviewed the uh, upcoming Elder Scrolls official cookbook, so that was pretty fun, too. But this week on the show, this week, we got some announcement for the show. Something that Cash and I are going to... Something that... Uh, it's a little bit different this time around, but we're going to get a little announcement for you. And then uh, our impressions on Wrathstone, top to bottom. We're going to go over a few things from the patch notes. Nothing major. Don't worry, we're not going to nauseate you. Although, I'll tell you what, Gina did an awesome job on those patch notes. Holy crap. She put that stuff up at like 2 and 3 a.m., so... Hats off, Gina. Um, and then Cash, a lore lesson on... I forget where you landed up. 
We're doing a little lesson on Rathstone. What what my goal was was to explain to everybody what the storyline is behind this, and it's not j- it for the the two new dungeons, and then also for the new battleground. I wanted to bring some explanation to you about why we are visiting those locations. Now you're probably going to go through those quests yourself, and I would strongly suggest that you take your time and read that stuff. We went oh, through yeah. it last night with a guild group and we were all very excited about being able to read everything and just take our time through it and it is really freaking good content. Agreed. So take your time. Don't go don't pug it. Or if you do then make sure your pug is okay with reading books cuz there's right. a lot to read. Absolutely. All right, well, you ready? Always, buddy. All right, man. Let's start our anniversary stream. I love you. <laughs> I love you so bad. Whew. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. Anniversary stream, man. Um, anniversary episode. Anniversary of a lot of things. This whole week was just a... Uh, it's been an awesome time. For those of you who are listening, we've recorded this on Tuesday. So anything that comes out after Tuesday, we'll cover it next week. We had to record early this week, and so here we are. Um, Cash, dude, before we really get into all the stuff, I think some thanks are in order to our community, to the people who stuck with us and been with us for freaking year, man. Freaking no. year. It's, it's amazing how um, it's not just like our guild community, but, I mean, it's the guild community has slowly started to build um, over that year but the thing that keeps it fresh is the constant stream of content that's coming out for Elder Scrolls Online. I mean, there's always so much to do when you log into the game that it keeps everybody wanting to come back and wanting to log in. And I think that's really what drives it. Because if there wasn't a game, there wouldn't be a community. And then on top of this, I mean, we're just a couple knuckleheads, man, and we have we have fostered just this amazing community, and now we're we're extending it to to Twitch, and it's like a, a fuzzy dream that tickles you in all the right places. <laughs> I said it. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. <sighs> yeah, but so. uh, yeah, no, I um, I I agree. Like, uh, and I'll say this, you know, behind the scenes, for those of you who are listening, you didn't know, but, you know, we, when we came off of, um, we'd taken a break from doing podcasting for a while. And when we came back, we we're like, we both really like this game and should we do something for this? And, uh, within 45 minutes, uh, we had another community member who was there. Within we, 45 minutes. Within 45 minutes, and two yep. weeks later, we had a podcast, and here we are. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is um, pretty much exactly how it happened. And um, one of our community members, uh, his name is Spin, really good dude. He's super swamped with real-life stuff right now, so we haven't seen a whole lot of him. But he kind of popped in when Jibs and I were having this open meeting, I guess. It was just Jibs and I talking, and Spin popped in, and it, it, that's exactly how it happened. We literally just said, well... So are we going to do a show on this game? And then the, it just, the ideas started rolling. And we started talking about how do we want to do it? And what do we want this setting to be? 
And immediately we both thought tavern. Tavern. It's got to be a tavern. We have to do something that is, I hate to say this, but based around drinking, based around the one constant in Tamriel is taverns. Yeah. And alcohol. Yep. (laughs) We like all of that stuff. (laughs) So we just started throwing ideas out. And then like Jibs and I, we normally say, hey, let's noodle on that a little bit. Let's just noodle on that. You know what we want to do. Right. And it quickly turns into, okay, all right, see you, bud. Hang up the phone. And then the text message starts. (laughs) Click, 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 click. And we're just texting back and forth. And I think I remember when we finally hit the nail on the head, it was a text message to the effect of, Picture this. We walk into a tavern. Tavern setting, bard playing. We sit down. Somebody comes in. It gives it, or we order drinks. They come and bring us drinks. And two dudes sitting across the table reminiscing about their adventures every week. Yep. And it was like, freaking touchdown. That is it. And that's where we landed. And, um, you know, we've done... Several different things in, in between to kind of throw some spice into the mix. But the one baseline that we always come back to is the tavern. Yep. And we're glad you guys have all joined us and seemingly enjoyed it. And hopefully you're having drinks together with yourself. Unless you're not 21. You cannot have <laughs> drinks. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, is that, that not was, how um, it happened? No, that was exactly how it happened. And um, I'll be honest with you. I was nervous. It had been... It had been a little bit. Um, I started casting in 2012, but I took a little bit of a break. We both did. And, uh, you know, we're nervous. You know, first off, I just want to say this. At the time when we came back, there was two other shows that were actively really going. Okay? So we come back, and and we're like, this game's been out for four years. We don't ever do this. To be honest with you, behind the scenes, going into a game that's that's been out for four years is typically something we wouldn't even consider. It was terrifying. that's a no-no. You don't you because you never know what kind of listener base you're going to have. What's the community like? You really don't know the pulse on anything, and you don't know if really there's any passion behind it. But we're like, I want to do something. I want to do something yeah. for this game, and so we, we we're freaking nervous. And uh, I just want to say to everybody listening, and I know um, I'm going to give some facts in a little bit, which that's another no-no. You never tell people your numbers, but I'm going to tell you our numbers for this for this whole year. Um, thank you, seriously. You, uh, the emails, everything from a grandfather listening with his grandkids, um, mom taking her kids to places and they're listening to the show. We've got people who are just, you know, like they felt like they could never find a community, could never find a place where they felt like they were home, that they had a family. Um, to all of you, that's this is why we do the show. It's fun. And we, we love right. the fact that, th- that you're here. Thank you. Like, that's... There's, I was saying before we, we kicked the stream on, like there is nothing I could ever say, anything I could ever convey. <laughs> so that's um, something to no, say. Yeah, no kidding. That I could ever uh, truly express how I feel. It really means the world, seriously. Every single one of you. And so yep. I'm just going to say this off the top. Over the course of this first year, heads up, you don't ever give away numbers. You always keep it those private rules. Podcasting number Transparency, one. Transparency, okay. But we're breaking that today. We're breaking that dead today. Streamers get to show off their stuff, so we're going to show off ours. Over 140,000 unique listens in our first year. You guys have stuck with us every week, and we've been growing and growing in new countries are listening. That being said, we've touched base over 79 different countries. 
Are, I didn't even know can... there were 79 countries. Uh, <laughs> Did I just out myself? <laughs> you sh- you sh- don't speak. Shh, don't speak. I'm don't not speak. good at the geographies, okay? Just, just, just <laughs> nod. Just nod. Just nod. <laughs> So we're, we're in 79 different countries, over 140,000 unique listens. Um, that's not the same person, okay? That's, that's different people. All right. Yeah, that uh, means countries that, like Kazakhstan. What? <laughs> Do we have any downloads from Kazakhstan? That's nice. I like it. I like it so much. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and then on top of that, over 100 iTunes reviews in the United States alone. That's excluding all the other countries. And I can tell you we have a very solid listener base in the U.K., We've got people listening in South Africa. We are truly all over the place, and it's because of you. It's 100% because of you that you come back every week, that you continue to listen, you continue to support us, you continue to put out this this mentality or this what we've carried through the show, and that is just positivity and looking at the game, never ending a segment, never ending a show on a bad note. There will never be a segment on Lore Seekers. And you've, if you've listened this past year, you'll know that will end in a negative manner. We always end it on a plus. And you carry, you've carried that spirit on through the Discord channels, through Twitch, through Twitter. You guys are sharing the love all over the place. And just that being said, I'm going to shut up now, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, we, we always thank try you. and end it. We start and end everything on a positive note. I mean, you, you guys can tell we're pretty much positive people. It's usually just behind-the-scenes stuff where Jibs and I will degrade each other for hours on end, but we never bring that stuff to the live show. Right, Jibs? Right. You better agree with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you agreed with me. So, yeah. Yes. So without belaboring it too, too much, um, we would not be here if it weren't for this incredibly rich, deep, deep game that we're all playing. And that helped us a lot in the beginning when we were a little bit unsure. Go back and listen to episode one. We had a blast. We were laughing. We were doing our thing because, you know, Jibs and I are are just close anyway. But we were terrified at where it was going to go. The one thing that we knew was that the game was on the way up. And there is no denying it where this game is at. Um, Tons of people are coming back to the game. There are more podcasts and streamers now for this game than I think there's probably ever been and it is a beautiful thing to watch and to collab with people on the things that we're doing so none of this would be taking place if it weren't for viewers like you and players like you asking questions joining communities just going out there and playing this game and having a good time and devouring the content that people like jibs and i are making so thank you for the fuel agreed 100 percent 100 percent that being said, so one of the things that we are going to do, normally we will, um, you know, and we will, this volume is not done. We're still in volume three. We're hanging out here for a while, and there's a reason for that. And you'll find out later in the year why. Um, but right now, we wanted to do something that was um, a little bit more, um, something that we really wanted to do, something we really wanted to push for, just a personal goal for us. Look, at the end of the day, we're a podcast. That's who we are. That's our bread and butter. That's where we pour our quality and our passion into. That's podcasting. And those numbers I just gave you, Indie Indicator, guess what? Podcasting's huge. And you guys continue to listen, and we appreciate that. That being said, we want to do something. We want to push for something a little different. We want to push for partner on Twitch. What? And we think we can do it. So we just that came up said, with this right now. That, be- <laughs> that being said, we're announcing our path to partner initiative here on Lore Seekers. Very rarely do we ever do this. We don't ever 
I don't I don't think we've ever really put out a call like, hey, we need your help. But now we're doing it. We need your help. We want to get to partner. And right. we guess what? We we've already got all the prereqs except for one thing. Seventy five reg average viewers every yeah. time. Yeah. And that that's gonna be a climb. That's gonna be a steady climb for us. Um at first we were um we were pretty hesitant about it because Jibs and I are both dads with full-time family or full-time jobs and families. Yeah, families are full-time too. So um, we are, I think once we started streaming a little bit more and definitely once we started doing our show live, we decided that this is like really fun. So it is. Yeah. we want to shoot for it. And, and we figured if we could solidly stream for three times a week, it would be a very doable goal for us. So our goal is to get you a schedule and it, this show will be at least one of those. And um, we're going to try and stream as much as we possibly can. So we would love your help in that. Yep. Agreed hundred percent. Now look, at the end of the day, we're dads. We've got families. We've got businesses that we're running and or we're a part of. And on top of that, we're doing all the Lord Seeker Guild and content stuff. So as far as us getting a schedule down, we're going to do our very best. Our very, very best. And Cash, did you mention you mentioned the cooking? Do we want to tell them about that? Let's just, you want to tease it? You want to tease it? What? Mm-hmm. Are we going to the tell cooking? them that I'm the woman in the relationship and I do most of the cooking? This is 2019, buddy. You need to share the load. Are you Big Spoon or Little Spoon? Definitely Little Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's such a d- <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Explain yeah. explain that to your eight year old on the, on the car ride home, Dad. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the bleep that one and out. Let's let's te- let's tell them about the cooking show. What we want to do on Twitch? Yeah. So it. so on Twitch, we are going to shoot for doing some streaming while we're actually cooking. Like Jibs is going to walk me through these recipes, and then I'm going to have cameras set up in my kitchen and. We are going to expand the From the Hearth series um, into the kitchen. And, yeah, we're going to cook from the Elder Scrolls cookbook exclusively. So that's uh, that's what we're going to do. That's true. We want to. We think it'd be hilarious. It's ambitious. We think we're just going to have a freaking blast doing it. I love to cook anyway. Yeah, check out the cookbook uh, on stream. Uh, The thing's amazing. There are some incredible recipes in there, which you guys probably already know because you've heard us talking about it for the last month or so. But um, we want to exclusively do some recipes in the book live for you. So you can, you know, without the edits. <laughs> so there's some actual pretty decent cooking shows on Twitch. And Twitch does everything. So why not, you know, kind of jump into the fray and you know, do that. So there's some logistical stuff that we have to figure out before we get our first episode going. And then, uh, once we get that, then I think we're just going to dive straight in. Even if the water is shallow. That's true. <laughs> we'll, see we'll, see, we'll see what happens. But anyway, that's one thing we're going to be doing just cause it sounds fun, right? Go yeah. through the recipes. We'll see what happens. It's probably going to be a train wreck. Me directing him how to cook. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, what, what will you get from watching? Well, for those of you who have been here, who have been hanging out, you've believe it or not, you've been earning what we call gold here. And that's our loyalty system. And you're probably a little familiar with it, especially if you've hung out with people who that's their bread and butter is their you know, they're streamers, all right? Well, we have it here too. And so here's the thing. Just for watching the streams, you're gonna earn gold. 
All right. And you can redeem that gold for numerous things. You can, whether it's an ESO lore question you want us to ask on stream, uh, us following your Twitch channel, us doing a big old huge shout out, and we showcase your Twitch channel live on our stream. Tell everybody about your show or your channel. You know, share the love. Um, if you keep saving, you can choose the next recipe for our From the Hearth YouTube video series we started with Hearth. Cash Cooking. Hearth, thank you. Uh, but it's Hearth. Um, also, Earn a shout out at the end of a podcast a podcast episode of uh, Lore Seekers, and on top of that, the big one that everyone's saving for is that you get to pick up a lore lesson voucher at a thousand gold. Get to choose a lore topic for us to cover on an episode of Lore Seekers, and so we thought that'd be fun. I think so. It'd be anyway, awesome. you can look. You we're can look we're gonna get yeah, because some... you don't have to choose. <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't have to like scour the webs. To that what we're doing for lore lesson for the week, but um, no, it'll actually be great. And then I think the recipe thing will be really fun mm-hmm. because um, you know if you want to go outside of the box, you guys pick a recipe for us and and we'll make it. So um, Chad is asking what I'm laughing at, and I'm laughing at all of Chad's comments because <laughs> it's pretty damn funny. Don't read them. <laughs> Don't <laughs> them. <laughs> Rule number one of podcasting: you can't read the chat comments. It's true. <laughs> All right. Now. Well, anyway, so like we said, you know, we're going to be working towards our path to partner. That's something we're going to really push for. We hope we have your support in that. We hope we do. So that being said, now on to the nitty gritty. Are you ready, my friend? Always. Okay. So Wrathstone, baby. Whew. Good Lord. That is a word of the week. Holy cow. I, I just, okay. Did you see that trailer? Yeah. Whew. Sai Sahan narrating, narrating that trailer. Mm-hmm. That was a good choice. Oh my gosh. Yep. Especially so because I didn't even kill Sai in the la- my last playthrough. So it made sense that he was alive. I killed the prophet. Yeah. So. Yeah, me too. Sorry, dude. It was your fault anyway. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, the new trailer's out. It's fantastic. That is seriously, that, I tell you what, that trailer, that's up there probably on my top five maybe even top three favorite gaming trailers because holy crap like that that was that set a precedent of how you start something off especially something that's going for the whole year you know what i'm saying and Mostly so all gameplay oh, it's freaking oh, gorgeous and now was, i mean i think so it good. it brought more it brought more love for me because i actually played through it last night i've only played through them once and we mm-hmm. will talk about it there you go. So, yeah. Um, all right. So, we saw the trailer. And all this is coming to us from ESO, uh, official website and forums. But um, you'll probably notice on the show, we didn't cover the preview for Frost Vault or the latest PvP uh, article as well. Reason being, it's out. <laughs> so, we're just going to talk about it. Um, so, yeah. Zone Guide. Did you get a chance to look at that Zone Guide yet? Nope. I have not had any time to do that. I literally logged in last night, ran those two dungeons, and each of those dungeons took me, took us, maybe an hour, maybe an hour and ten minutes, because we were, we were we were just crawling through it, looking at everything, right. looking for all the chests and and heavy sack locations, finding mm-hmm. every lore book we could. We really went through it pretty well to get the story into our heads, because yep. we know we're going to run it a thousand times. But we that first time, right? And I, I alluded to it before. You want to try and run it with guildies or run it with people who 
are okay with you taking your time because so many times you get in there before you even load in, the tank is gone pulling stuff. Right. And I wish I could just reach through the screen and just grab his thick neck. Just give him a big old hug. Just squeeze it real quick until he can't breathe and then let go and go, don't do that again. Not with me. Just give him him a little love. Just a little neck squeeze and then let go. Just a little squeeze. So, yeah. But, uh, but we had a good time uh, going through it. So, no, I have not gotten awesome. to go through any of it at all. Well, let's talk about the dungeons then. Let's talk about Frostfall. Yeah, I want to talk, talk dungeons because uh, that's what okay. our lore lesson's on today. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Let's talk dungeons. So, uh, Frostfall, we both had a chance to go through it. And I just want to say this right now. I think that's that and Moonhunter Keep are officially my top two dungeons. That Frostfall was fantastic, man. Yeah. That was fantastic. Bro, I, good, I love them good both. Dungeon. I love them both. Um, I haven't picked a favorite yet between the two. Um, I will tell you that the mouse construct mechanics were so much freaking fun. Trying to figure it out, running around like a little mouse, that was a blast. Um, but the aesthetics of that dungeon and the story, once you go in and you talk to Thoraya and... Mm-hmm. You immediately go, I know you from somewhere. I know you from somewhere. And I did not pick up on it until the dungeon. And then, I'll allude to it in in my lore lesson. When I researched for the lore lesson, it confirmed it. But Thoraya is a recurring character. And I was pretty stoked on that. I was like, God, there's a lot of recurring characters in this game. Oh, yeah. And the premise of this. Now, if you have paid attention to Lore Seekers at all over the last year, then you've heard our storyline. Our storyline is based on the Lore Seekers, Cash and Jibs, basically founding a treasure hunting um, business. So behind the scenes, we're, we're hunting and collecting treasures, and we're selling these treasures off, while our entire storyline at the very end of our episode is revolves around archaeology, treasure hunting, uh, studying the lore, finding these incredibly uh, incredibly valuable relics in the most dangerous possible places in Tamriel. That's what it revolves around. And then I go into this dungeon last night, into both of these dungeons, and lo and behold, what are you doing? We are on an expedition with a scholar and a treasure hunter to find some of the most coveted relics in Tamriel. Mm-hmm. So yes, fan immediately. I just love the baseline of the story. Yeah, for Rathstone, it's so awesome. I agree. Um, yeah, so Frostfault for me, uh, I love the way the I love the fact it's freaking Dweemer, um, dude. You know I love my Dweemer. So they're not coming um, back. Yeah, I know. Maybe yeah. if I no, okay. Well, then again, though, buddy, we didn't think the dragons were coming back. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Maybe one mm-hmm. day. Maybe one Maybe day. Maybe one day. Someone's watching chat. You know who I'm talking about. I'm looking at you. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway. For sure. No, seriously. Uh, fantastic dungeon. Um, I love it 100%. Top to bottom. It's gorgeous. I took a yep. lot of screenshots through there. There's Same. a lot of serious mechanics, too. A lot of serious mechanics. Yes, there was. Um, it's really good. It's really, really good. Okay, so Depths of Malatar. Real quick. 
Real quick, just to close on Frostfall. Vet mm-hmm. is going to suck. <laughs> just going to throw that out there. Vet hard oh, no mode way. is going to suck worse. It's, so I'm really looking forward to it. I'm actually kind of hoping after uh, after this episode, maybe we can't uh, get a group for Vet Depths Malatar. Get that I'm thing in. knocked out. Yeah, man. I'll heal. I'll heal I'm that in. crap. Hear that chat? All right. Anyway, all right. So uh, Depths of Malatar, good. I thought it was very, very good. Um, top to bottom, though, I think I'm more of a fan of Frostfall. I like the way the dungeon progresses. Um, with Depths of Malatar, it just kind of felt a little abrupt in a way, I guess, if that makes any sense. But that that's a nitpick, to be honest with you. The mechanics are awesome. It looks gorgeous. Uh, the, coloreds, uh, the colored rooms? Dude. Yeah. That room you go in? The very Holy last one? Cra- yes. Yeah, Holy that is my crap. new screensaver. It is, because I flipped my crap when I saw that. I was like, this is probably one of the... I tweeted about it. This is probably one of the most beautiful scenes in Elder Scrolls Online that I've ever, ever taken a screenshot and posted. It's awesome. Yeah, I agree 100%. So, um, I, I was pretty impressed by the entire thing, and I would probably say um, that hunger, that giant hunger-looking thing that you had to hide from, in that big that big warehouse room with all the rack storage in it, yeah, and he would go in, into this mechanic where you would have to like hide from him and yeah. seek him out. That was probably my favorite dungeon. Mm-hmm. Besides the dude, the dude with all the blades. At that the was kind of creepy, right? He was he was pretty cool, but yeah, that one was very creepy. Just like. Like hair stand, hair on the back of your neck stand up for jibs. The hair all over his back stand up. It was awesome. So agreed. It was a pretty good one. Agreed. It was good. Let, I enjoyed. Let it. that one go, huh? I enjoyed. Cool. Yeah, I'm just gonna let it go. Yep, I'll let it go. Uh, all right. So new armor sets. So um, for those of you who are interested, now we're not gonna do, we're not gonna do a full on list, okay? Just because, I mean, we're not gonna list everything in the patch notes because look, patch notes make people go to sleep sometimes so <laughs> we're not big into listing we're not big into listing but anyway uh we felt like you needed to know about these armor sets okay right so starting off with frostfall you've got the icy conjurer which is max uh, ma- maximum magicka spell damage spell pin and then at five sets applying a minor debuff to your enemy summons a non-reflectable ice wraith that will charge into your enemy Dealing eighteen thousand nine hundred and twenty damage over eight seconds. This effect can occur every twelve seconds, dude. Yeah, that's over I, two thousand every second. I that's got a ticking. bunch of that last night, and I don't know if if the five piece bonus. Let me go over the five piece bonus again. Applies a, a minor debuff to your enemy. Summons a non-reflectable ice wraith. That will charge into your enemy, dealing eighteen thousand nine hundred and twenty frost damage over eight over eight seconds, and this occurs once every twelve. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that scales off of your magicka or how that scales, but when I picked up this piece, one of these pieces, I looked at that five piece bonus, and it said twenty four thousand and change, mm. and I immediately went, "That's the new meta set." Are you freaking kidding yeah. me? Yeah. yeah. So, I would be interested to find out exactly how that how the damage on that scales. But 
every 12 seconds, you have a non-reflectable ice wraith that charges your enemy, dealing somewhere in the realm of 20k damage. Yeah. That is freaking sexy. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Um, In fact, I was running today. Shout out to uh, Captain AZ and uh, Shoe Swapper from the Guild. Yeah, we were running that thing. And he's like, I, if anyone gets any Icy Conjurer, I would like it. I would like to try this set. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So. For sure. Anyway. So Zobgins. Oh, yeah. Zobgins. Yeah, Zobgins man. Warband is a medium set. Uh, two pieces adds a, a 800-ish weapon crit. Three pieces adds 800 weapon crit. Four pieces adds 1,500 physical penetration. But the kicker is the five-piece. When you have all five pieces, when you deal critical damage, you gain a stack of precision, increasing your weapon crit by 129 for 10 seconds, up to 10 stacks max. At max stacks, you also gain minor force, increasing your critical damage done by 10%. Oh, yeah, dude. So your weapon crit can come up by over 1,200, like 1,300, and on top of that, you get critical damage done Increasing critical damage done by 10% on top of that. Right. These are very powerful sets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, I want, Actually, I got uh, three. Yeah, I got three of the five pieces of, of uh, Zovkins today. And my thought was, oh, my gosh, I need to I need to use this on a stamp character. Like, I'm just chomping at the bit. This has well to, done. This has to be used. <laughs> well done. Thanks. Pretty excited. So, uh, yeah, Mighty Glacier, you got Max mag- max Stam, Max uh, Magicka, Stamina Recovery, Magicka Recovery. And then on top of that, when you cast a Snare or a Mobilize ability or hit a target with a Snare or a, mobil- a Mobilize ability, you and up to 11 group members gain Major Resolve and Major Ward for 15 seconds, increasing your physical and spell resistances by 5,280. Once every oh, 10 seconds. Yeah, yep. once every 10 seconds. Yeah. That's pretty dang good. Pretty dang solid. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of... My thought process is like, okay, so who? how are people going to intertwine these with other sets? You know, that's the part I, I get really excited about. Because, right. we, you know, we talk about um, Icy Conjurer being probably a very influential set moving forward. Right. right? But what are they going to put that with? That's my favorite thing. That's like a puzzle, man. <laughs> it's like a never-ending puzzle and trying to figure out how it's going to work. So, I look Well, you know, the beauty of this whole thing is that very soon, if not already taking place, some of the best brains in our game, and I'm talking Fangrush and um, Fear Turbo and Allcast and um, who else have we got? Zynode. I'm loving Zynode's builds lately. These folks are going to meta the crap out of these sets and test them out. And pretty soon, I hate to say this, but pretty soon, everything that you've worked for through Somerset and Merkmeyer and everything in between is going to be out the door. Time to go farm (laughs) some more crap because your build sucksers and you need to fix it. (laughs) That's how it's going to be, which to me, like I don't complain or whine because it gives me more time in the game and more time doing the the two things that I love two of the three things that I love the most 
dungeons mm-hmm. and trials. Mm-hmm. And I guess the third thing for surely is Battlegrounds. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's definitely me. Yeah. Isn't it funny how far we've come with Battlegrounds, Jibs? Oh, yeah. Remember when we first started? We are like, oh, my gosh. I'm just, you yeah, know. like, oh, eventually, you know, well, I guess if we're doing a show on the game, we should probably look at all aspects of said game, and we'll get in there eventually. And then we got in there, and we're like, oh, this is good. This, this is really fun. <laughs> and we never turned back. It's so fun. It's true. It's um, so good once it hits your lips. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the monster set, we've got Stonekeeper coming out of Frostfall, which is max stand, max magicka, max health. And when you block an attack, we talked about this one once, uh, you gain an energy charge stack up to one stack per second. When you gain six charges, you release the energy, restoring 5,350 stamina magicka in healing for 5,350. After releasing the charges, you cannot regain new charges for 14 seconds. So what do you think? Good tank set? That's a really good tank set. That's almost like my resistances against my wife when she, when she launches an attack. Because the more attack... Yeah, it's like the more <laughs> blocks you do, it stacks. <laughs> and your retort is that much better. <laughs> so... <laughs> Six charges, well, you release the energy, restoring 5350 five, stamina and magic. So that's normally how it happens. When I have the wherewithal to absorb the attacks from my wife... Mm-hmm. It makes my resolve that much stronger. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like mm-hmm. a pretty damn good set. You rolled a 20. That's what you're saying. I rolled a 20. <sighs> so <Yep>. for, for, <laughs> for Depths of Malatar, there's only really one set that has my eye in here. I think it's the one you're going to go over after I say this one. Um, so Aurora's Thunder. It's the light set coming out of Depths. Okay, so we've got max health, spell damage, spell pin. And when you damage a nearby enemy with a single target ability, you summon a cone of lightning from your chest for three seconds dealing 1,285 shock damage every 0.5 seconds to enemies in the cone. This effect can occur every 6 seconds. Yeah, so for 3 seconds it hits, you know, every half second it hits. So it's going to hit 6 times for 1,285 shock damage. It's not huge, but where you where you look is at the proc. It's going to proc, and when I say proc, how often is it going to hit as you're attacking? It can occur once every six seconds, right? Like yep. So it might be less damage overall, but six seconds goes by really freaking quick. You can't even get a good nose pick in six seconds. <laughs> you know what I mean? You I'm a solid eight seconds. 15 to 20 May- for a good quality. Maybe 30. Productive nose pick. Good quality time there. <laughs> right. So this six seconds, <laughs> that goes by pretty freaking fast. This to me is a PvP set. I feel like this is more PvP than PvE. Max health, increasing your spell damage, increasing your spell pen. I think, I think, coupled with the right race, this could be a really uh, good overall. Yeah, maybe PvP set. Um, yeah, maybe My- for, and it's light, so it'd be a good Magicka set because you, you'll get your light uh, armor bonus. It does have the maximum health, which is usually a pretty freaking big thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, over, it's okay. It's not the best set that I've seen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it it certainly mm-hmm. does not beat the Icy Conjurer set yet. Oof. No, agreed. that one is freaking juicy. This in next the words one of all cast, it's freaking juicy. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> um, all right, so medium set. What is it? Uh, scavenging demise. This one at 
two adds 129 weapon damage, three, 833 weapon critical. Stand by, because at four pieces, another 833 weapon critical. And then at five piece, when you deal critical poison damage, this is a sexy freaking set. When you deal critical poison damage to an enemy, summon the scavenging maw who after two seconds attacks the enemy, dealing 7,000 poison damage <laughs> and inflicting minor vulnerability for 15 seconds, increasing the enemy's damage taken by 8%. This effect can occur yeah, every 10 seconds. Guess what's the new set for my Bobo Warden? Yeah, that's exactly what Boom. I was thinking. That's exactly Dude, what I was thinking, man. Increasing the poison damage. Look at the weapon crit. The weapon crit is going to be absolutely stupid on some of these sets. <laughs> yeah, it is. Absolutely. This isn't a great freaking set. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, next, we got Frozen Watcher. This is the heavy set. You got max stam, max health, max stam again. Uh, at five pieces, you got summon a blizzard around you while blocking. Okay, tanks, here you go. Inflicting 1,000 frost damage every one second to enemies within your blizzard. Your blizzard has a 15% chance of inflicting chilled on enemies' damage. You know what? That may be a PV. You think that's a PvP uh, tank set? Yes, I think that is a set I'm going to shoot for on my warden when I respect my warden to tank. Oh, okay. Here you go. My Well, one of three wardens. Mm -hmm. I'll respect him to tank. Mm -hmm. But yes, that's a great freaking set for, for like a, a frost tank. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. All day. All day. Sexy. Symphony mm -hmm. of Blades. That is a monster mask set. Uh, just one piece adds 2% healing done. So that's outstanding for any healer. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. And then two, when you have the head shoulder piece, when you heal an ally whose primary resource is under 15%, so primary resource, either health, magic, or stamina. You're granting them Meridia's favor, restoring 2,325 of that resource every second for six seconds. Yeah. So that's man. like 14K-ish mm -hmm. of whatever their, their primary resource is that's under 50%. And with an 18-second cooldown. That's so the this, kicker. That is the kicker. And this I could see being a very synergistic set for um, teams, for raid teams or, say, vet dungeon teams that are going in there, this will be one of the sets that people can say, hey, are you running Symphony of Blades? Mm -hmm. And if somebody's not, they could have somebody run Symphony of Blades so that you get these bonuses. That is a massive um, assistance for your party. Oh, yeah. Now, although it's not, you know, it's not going to be like... Um, um, like any of the some of the other monster sets that proc and do all kinds of freaking stupid damage, this is a healing set that adds a synergistic effect for your right. whole group. Right. And I like it. So so as far as Rastone's concerned, this will be it for our sets. As far as Rastone's concerned, what's what do you think's your favorite set coming out of coming out of the uh, update? Without a doubt, Icy Conjure. Really? Yes. I want a full set. I have three pieces of it now off of one run. I have three pieces. Oh, I'm so jealous. Oh, my gosh. Dude, tonight. We'll have it. Okay, Seriously. Fine. We'll go run it tonight. Okay. Um, I absolutely want to try uh, Icy Conjure on my Sork, and I would like to try Icy Conjure on my super crappy DPS Magic Award. <laughs> Who needs love? The time is coming where the Magic Award will kick some ass. <laughs> I, I, I know it. 
I feel it in my heart of hearts. In your heart of hearts? I feel oh, it in my heart of hearts. It's coming. You know, anytime I hear Magic of Warden, <clears throat> I constantly You're hear... You're disappointed? I, well, I constantly <laughs> hear how like difficult that class is, especially when it comes to rotations. It is a very complicated class with rotations, which is... Um, you don't really see it much on some of the... You don't see it much or at all on the leaderboards. Um, but there are some folks, and I will shout out Chivas in our guild. Um, Chivas can put out some serious DPS, but he is an incredibly skilled player with a magical warden. So my hat is off to him. And I'm telling you, if I could figure out how to do it and I was a better player other than just freaking mash the buttons <laughs> like I always do, because that's how yep. I do it. Right. Uh, well, Brumberg and chat. Mag- war- magical wardens are awesome. Minus 40k DPS. Right there is another player who's much better than me. Look, there's so more. So if I can one. find yeah. out a little way, that's why I like my Sork and my Templar because I have zero problem just mashing buttons and getting right. a really good. My rotation is just absolute donkey poop, but <laughs> I still get good DPS. <laughs> so <laughs> when that happens with the Magical Warden, there is no doubt that will be my primary class. I love. Magicka classes and you're a very naturey person. Everybody knows that I love wardens. So yeah. Yeah. it is what it is and let me box jump off my off my box again. Alright, so. while you while you do that. <laughs> so let's go back to the zone guide because we got a few more things to talk about as far as this update. Update twenty one's concerned. I was looking at the zone guide today and I love the fact you know, I I love it first off. It tells you oh my gosh, everything from where you're at with the story quest for the zone, you know, uh, how many way shrines you have unlocked, um, uh, skill points. It's it's freaking fantastic. Um, you know what I look forward to the most about all this? Is console players having this. Yeah. Console players getting the love, man. I yeah. love this. Well, we talk, we've talked about this before, and... Elder Scrolls Online is at the point now where the base game is so effing fantastic that they can concentrate and and devote more time to the real um, quality of life things right. that we talked about should be in the base game. Well, we've and we've already talked about this. World of Warcraft can also, or World of Warcraft has also done that. And we've we've seen that, you know, our last iteration of World of Warcraft, uh, what two years ago or however long it's been since we played that game, um, it took them that long. I mean, that game's been out since two thousand four, so it's taken them that long to hit their stride and then be able to add in these quality of life things that Elder Scrolls is doing in four or five years. So Yeah. yeah, that makes me a much happier guy. So, um, things like the Dungeon Finder. And just these little quality of life, the guild, um, the um, guild finder, which is coming. And mm-hmm. what else do we have? What else is new? The um, the bank stuff. Oh, crap. You put me on the spot. No, yeah. the bank stuff. Um, it's in the notes. We hit it. It's in um, the notes. <laughs> it's in the notes. Just look at the notes. I forgot. I the guild trader UI? Yes. Guild trader UI. So these are yeah. quality of life things that are coming. That could have been handled by an add-on, and uh, I'm thank God they're not. These are handled by Zoss, you know. So I don't have to worry about 
you know, some guy going on, on vacation to, you know, Greece for four weeks and his add-on being completely effed up. You know, and that's not going to happen. These guys are adding things right. in. Zoss is adding things in that are going to be maintained and tweaked and part of the base yeah. game. Agreed. 100%. I'm very happy. I take a sip now. I take a sip now. <laughs> I agree. 100%. Um, so going back to um, the... Let's talk Guild Trader UI. So I don't know. I know you said you just did the dungeons. Did yeah, you... that's, all I, that's all I had time for. And it's, it's really, folks, it's based on our recording time because um, Rathstone hit yesterday. And yesterday was my first day off of work. Right. <laughs> I had so much crap to do at home. So I came home and uh, it was like a laundry list of things that my wonderful, beautiful, amazing wife wanted me to do. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to say no to you. So I did all that and I had about two hours to play last night and I just went straight into dungeons. Right. So the rest of this week is going to be going to be me diving into um, all the additional stuff. I have so many quests I want to do in so many zones. So there's a lot of playing is going to take place this weekend. I think. Yeah, I might for be sure. divorced. So after this weekend, I'll just talk. I'll talk. <laughs> I can. I'll talk about the Guild Trader UI. I'm. I'm fine to talk about the Guild Trader UI. Um, I'm probably not going to so, believe yeah. you until I see it for myself. Well, but whatever. Well, that's 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 fair. Um, so yeah, I would say overall, they nailed it. They nailed it. They knocked it out of the park, man. Um, it was it's without a doubt everything that that it needed that the game needed. I've never been so excited to go and get rid of awesome guild store add-on. I don't need it anymore. I've I have just been enduring that add-on so for so long that I I'm so glad that I no longer need it. I no right. longer need it at all. And so right. for me um it's perfect. It, it it has all the history whenever you type in the search bar. Um it's it's just good. It's it's good stuff. And um so yeah, it's good. As far as the race changes are concerned, did you have any um did you notice any differences? I I didn't notice anything with my sustain, which was what I was worst or most worried about right. with um, Cash the Lore Seeker, my Ultimer Sork, my Ultimer Sork from Somerset. Uh-huh. But what I did notice is that his magicka was through the freaking roof. It was amazing. <laughs> it was better than all of yours because I'm Ultima and my magicka's better. That's what I noticed. I noticed, see, I feel the opposite because I feel like I noticed a drop in sustain with the Altmer versus where you were at. Like, I was running Frostfall and I noticed heavily that I did not have the amount of sustain I usually. Now, granted, I was in a new dungeon, and you know that new feeling when you're in a new dungeon, you're a little, you overheal. Yeah, for sure. So, So there is a solid chance I was overhealing. And there's a solid chance I didn't feel mine because I have a very heavy, heavy attack rotation. Because I run, I run a pet sork. Oh, okay. And pet yep. sorks have a very heavy, heavy attack rotation. <laughs> so that might be why I didn't feel it. Because if I have, um, if like, uh, if I hit somebody with one of my AOE attacks and they're off balance, and then I use a heavy attack, 
I gained back like 50% more Magicka from that. It's it's insane, my sustain. So I I had no, I didn't notice any problems with sustain, but I did notice that my max Magicka was way up. I mean, I was higher than I've ever been. I was at like f- almost 45K. Wow. In max Magicka. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, holy crap. No kidding. So um, I didn't notice anything really there other than that. Um, I have not been on my Breton. I want to try out the sustain on my Breton with these new racial changes because he, that's supposed to be the hot ticket for mm-hmm. Magicka classes. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I deleted my Templar. I really don't want to have to race change Cash the Lore Seeker because he's such a good douchebag. You know what I mean? As an Altmer, he's so good at it. You want me to? You want me to agree with that? I don't. I don't care what you do. I'm just. Is this saying. one of those trick questions that wives ask you where there's no correct answer? Yeah, well, you're my my podcast wife, so it's pretty much the same thing. I have mm. to decipher what you're thinking, mm-hmm. what you're thinking, and out of and what then, you say. And then you I'm ask, fine. That's you, my favorite you, thing, fine. Jibs, I'm is fine. when I call you and when you say I'm fine, <laughs> and I'm like, why did you pause after you said that? Are you what's going on with you? I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Ugh. And now I'm just like, f it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, for me, uh, I, was, I was probably <laughs> most definitely overhealing. I could just about guarantee it. And the more I talk about yeah. it, the more I feel like that's what I was doing. So uh, I'm gonna who get. Cares? I don't even care about overhealing when I when I play with my Healy Templar, dude. I don't care if I'm overhealing you and nobody's dying. Who effing cares? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Somebody is gonna complain about it, and I'm gonna call that person a turd, <laughs> and that's gonna be the end of the conversation because. I don't care if I overheal you. Well, there you go. Just breath of life, breath of life, breath of life, breath of life, breath of life. <laughs> heavy attack, heavy attack, heavy attack. Breath of life, breath of life, breath of life, breath of life. Yeah. That's literally how it's <laughs> pretty much how I heal. <laughs> You're just sitting there. I can picture you now. You're just sitting there with your knock just spamming breath Who cares? <laughs> if nobody dies... You've got a Jeez. you've got a slurpee in one hand. <laughs> no, but there's always the people that are going to go. If you are healing too much and everybody's alive, then just DPS. Nah, I agree <laughs> with you. See, see shards, Jack. shards. <laughs> breath of life, breath of life, breath of life, breath of life, breath of life. <laughs> oh, I don't man. care. Have That's fun. So funny. <laughs> it's a game. I'm supposed to be having fun doing this crap. Sitting there eating with one hand, you know. <laughs> Watching the game, just spamming yes. Breath of Life. Yes. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, that's you for Absolutely. sure. Oh man. So anyway, um, overall, I can't say enough good things about Wrathstone. The zone guide is perfect. I can't wait for console to have it. Guild Trader UI update was much needed, and it it, it really ele- it really brought the game up a level, in my opinion, right. especially an economy standpoint. And then the race changes are good. Everything's kind of just more on a flat and i can't there's really no good way to say this but it just all kind of seems like it's all kind of flattened out now you know like really you're going to pick a race based off of your preference as far as what you want out of a class that's kind of the vibe i get now and so yeah. um no i think there's still some more no? tweaking to be done i mean i like i wish i wish there was some i love what they did don't get me wrong i love what they did and i'm very very happy about the changes and you're right it's it's more flat with them going to numbers, things have become more flat. Problem. Mm-hmm. 
is that there are cla- there are races that I want to play as Magicka or races that I want to play as Stamina, and I'm still kind of pigeonholed. So there's still a little bit of that in there. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I'm specifically talking about the Nord. I'm specifically talking about the Orc. Yep. And I'm most specifically talking about the Bosmer. Because... <laughs> To have unoptimized Magicka at like nothing for Magicka for Bosmer, it's lore friendly, yes, but it breaks my heart because you know how much I love the Bosmer. I would love more than anything to have my Sork and my healer both be Bosmer. Now, I realize that... And now I'm a meta player. I've already I've I've accepted this. I'm a meta player. I am going to go for that extra 10% if I can get it. So I would rather pick a race that I get that extra 10% with passives than to not do that and lose that 10%. I wonder what that would look like though. A Bosmer Sork. I wonder how that play. Like how it well it would do. play fine. It would play fine because you mess with your build a little bit. And you put different enchants on. So you're going to lack in one area. So the only people that's truly going to affect are the people at the top tier, hard mode, no death, speed run, trials, people, vet people. Right. That's who that's going to affect. People like you and me, it's probably never going to affect. But for me, it's a a mental thing. Right. It is a mental thing. If I know that I don't have the best class or the best race for that class, I won't last with it. Yep. But don't let don't let me, I freaking ADD to the max. Do not let that stop you <laughs> from rolling what you want. And I've seen plenty of incredibly effective um you know, I just mentioned it. A couple guys who play um Magic Warden, Bosmer, super effective. Um Nord Sorks. Do it. You want to do it? Do it. Play it. Um, for me, it's just that that last few little percentage points. I'm going to go after those. But sure. that's just the way I play. Right. So. Oh, well, overall, I dig it. It's good stuff, man. We got a lot to chew on. We'll, we'll still be talking about this over the coming weeks because right. there's no way we can sit here and chew on its entirety without putting you to sleep in one episode. So we're going to take our sweet time. Don't to you go to sleep in my stream? I will throw something at you. <laughs> Well, that was my personal favorite part of the show. Because I don't have to. You have to do all the talking. That would be the the Lordless. (laughs) Oh, damn. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm going to move some windows around here. I've got to put my words. Words, words, words. My words right in front of me. All right, I'm just going to step back. Okay? Yeah. I added a little spice to my my spell, just so you know. Oh, you did? Um, Yeah, not only does it actually summon my lore book... Mm-hmm. And let me fix your spelling because you put Sumon lore book. It's actually oh. summon lore book. Well, maybe I was thinking of Sumo. You know, I've been watching yeah. that on YouTube. It's kind of interesting. Oh my god, you're so incredibly weird. <laughs> so not only now does it summon a lore book, but at the same time, it actually flicks your nuts. Oh, okay. I'm not going to tell you when it's coming. Just, just yours, not mine. Oh, uh... mine are protected because I'm doing the spell. I do not but want... But it reaches out. Like, there's little fingers that come out of it as the wisps of arcane energy come out of my spell. And one of those little wisps 
just goes into the form of a little finger and boop, flicks your nuts. On that note, I'm going to let you do your spell. <laughs> My good friends, let's talk about the Wrathstone tonight. This is a very exciting lore lesson because I'm trying to bring some wholeness to these quests in these dungeons when you go. Um, the season of the dragon, my friend, has have my friends has begun. The Elder Scrolls Online releases its newest downloadable content, the Wrathstone. Two new dungeons and one new battleground are available for you to explore and conquer. My friends on console, not too much far off. Just a little bit longer. But it's coming. So the first content release of 2019 marks the beginning of a single epic storyline spanning the length of an entire year, which is very exciting. Uh, Of course, the lion's share of the story is going to take place in June with the release of Elder Scrolls Online's next chapter by the name of Elsewhere. I cannot believe how excited I am about it. And I just just elbowed my poor Khajiit in the face. Sorry, little boy. Oh, my God. (laughs) She's still conscious. We're good. She okay? All right. So in Elsewhere, of which I will be taking a week off of work to explore the mighty land of the Khajiit... And I'm super excited. Now, Jibs and I would not be worthy of lore seekers if we did not take the time to uncover the story behind each part of this new content. So we will re- we will begin with the Wrathstone. In the two new dungeons, affectionately referred to as Frost Vault and the Depths of Malatar, you and your party, before venturing forth, will venture into two hidden Tamrielic ruins to collect both halves of the mysterious Wrathstone tablet. So, before we just rush through this dungeon, what is the Wrathstone tablet? Jibs, do you have yours with you? Close? I do. Uh, I can get it out. It's, it's yeah, all wrapped get up. Out, get okay. it out and show the people while I talk. Okay. The Wrathstone tablet. When the Wrathstone tablet is whole, it is a map of the Halls of Colossus. We've talked about this before. The Halls of Colossus, as you remember, is located in Elsewhere and is uh, it will be an explorable location in the upcoming chapter of Elsewhere. The Halls of Colossus is an ancient structure with much speculation as to actually who built it. Some say it was built to honor a race of giants that hasn't been seen in Tamriel for ages. Others, such as the prophet of Rajin, the Khajiiti thief king, a prophet of Khajiin, claim that the halls were built by the blades. You'll remember the blades from many of the games, including Skyrim. On orders of Tiber Septum as a location to rebuild the Numidium. Now, once the tablet is in the hands of Thariah, your quest giver, she notes that the writing on the tablet seems to be a lost dialect of Ta'agra, which is Khajiit. We talked about the Ta'agra when we had our, lore, our latest lore lesson on Elsewhere in the Khajiit, which may certainly place the origins of the Rastone tablet back into Elsewhere. So this is speculation at this point. We do not know where it came from, but we are speculating that it comes from Elsewhere, just based on the dialect that's found on the Rastone tablet. Correct. 
So let's talk a little bit about your guide through these next two dungeons. She is a Redguard scholar, a researcher, and a treasure hunter, and she goes by the name of Thariah. You may remember her. Jibs, this might blow your mind. You may remember Thariah from the Volenfell dungeon, where she was racing to beat her ex-husband and fellow treasure hunter by the name of Quintus Ferris in discovering the Guardian's Eye, an ancient Dwemer artifact of immense power. You remember Volenfell, right? We've run it a million times. I do. So the female antagonist, protagonist, whatever, it's the Raya, the Red Guard Scholar, who has now graced our presence again mm-hmm. in Wrathstone. So there, she's looking to beat her husband to finding the Guardian's Eye in Volenfell, an ancient Dwemer artifact of immense power. So, so Thariah and Quintus have a very short but colorful relationship and it ended very very badly and in the lore the 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 pre or the marital bliss that they had ended after just a week the reason being is because they were both developing competing studies on the dwemer and their ancient artifacts quintus got pissed off that thoria found volenfell before he did and he was so angry that he set up an ambush of mercenaries to kill her and her research party. Holy crap, man. Yeah, what a D. Taking it to 11 real quick. What a D. So you and your party venture through Volenfell and assist the Raya with recovering the coveted relic. So that's definitely not the last time you see the Raya, and whether or not you get the relic, I'm just going to let you figure it out, because at the end of that dungeon is something that, something takes place and you'll remember Okay. If you've been through Volenfell. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it. Okay. Okay. So Thoraya herself, you will encounter her again in Frostvault, where she's been hired by Abner Tharn to obtain the two halves of the Wrathstone tablet. So Abner Tharn knew that she was a very skilled archaeologist and a skilled scholar and treasure hunter. She's basically a female version of Indiana Jones. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. And he has hired her to find the two halves of the Wrathstone tablet. The first half being discovered in Frostvault. Deep in the East March Mountains, in a place called Giant's Run, lies a hidden dwarven vault. If you're Jibs, you say Dweemer. If you're Cash, you say Dwemer. Frostvault is home to one half of the Wrathstone tablet, which has been sealed within the vault. So when you first enter Frost Vault, Thoraya is very surprised to see that anyone has found the ruin itself. But accompanied by her expedition, she makes you an offer to assist her in locating the mysterious artifact known as the Wrathstone. Mm-hmm. If you take the quest, take the quest. Don't turn it down. Okay. <laughs> Thoraya will actually trail your party. Shouldn't do a whole lot of fighting, if any, at all, because she's an NPC and they don't fight. Um, she trails your party not far behind you, and she gives you tips and tricks and stuff as you go along about battling the constructs and the goblins in the vault. Now, as we all know, Dwemer ruins were absolute magnets for goblins because they're they have a ton of technology in them, tons of loot. And we know goblins like to grab loot and hoard it. 
But goblins also don't like to build many things on their own. So if they can find some place that's already been inhabited previously, they will inhabit that place. They are Tamriel's squatters. So there's <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, they really are, aren't they? Now that they you are. say that. They are. Um, okay. So I'm not going to give any spoilers regarding the dungeon itself. It's way too early in the game for us to do that, and that wouldn't be fair to everybody. So just know this. Your ultimate goal is to recover one half of the Wrathstone tablet and deliver it to Thuraya. If you are successful, however, this is only half the job. Right? Right. So now, the second half of the Wrathstone tablet has been located, or there's rumor that it's located in the depths of Malatar. So Thuraya will also appear in the depths of Malatar dungeon. This time, though, it's very funny. She carries the imprisoned spirit of her husband, Quintus, within a Numeria chamber. Which I would assume is like one of those things that the Ghostbusters suck the ghosts into. That's why he was able to talk. Right. He's okay. a spirit. So yeah. in Elder Scrolls Online, there's no difference or there's no question that the spirit world exists. I mean, how many ghosts have you talked to in your Tamrielic travels and career? A lot. A metric crap ton. A lot. It's downright creepy. So Quintus, who, spoiler alert, in Volenfell, he dies. Okay, so there's that. So anyway, he's in a new Mary chamber and <laughs> and Thoraya's carrying him around. So the Depths of Malatar is the second dungeon in the DLC of ESO's latest content release. Mm-hmm. Located in the Gold Coast, the Depths of Malatar is found underneath an ancient alien ruin by the name of Garlos Malatar. I thought that was a person. It is not. Garlos Malatar is an actual ruin. This is connected to the sunken ruins of Fort Mistwatch. So the ruin is occupied by followers of Meridia who've devoted their lives to concealing the other half of the Wrathstone tablet within their walls. Let's talk a little bit about what Garlos Malatar actually is. What is that loca location? So Garlos Malatar is an Aliadune term meaning the Cavern of the High Wood. That has nothing to do with men waking up in the morning. It was the westernmost outpost of the Aeliad Empire in the First Era, located on a small island along the Gold Coast of western Cyrodiil and northwest of Anvil. The reason the settlement was placed there was to post a watch over the Abation Sea for the Aeliads in case of invaders coming in from the sea. The settlement became known as Daedrophile, which is my word of the day because it's freaking awesome. Daedrophile. <laughs> and was associated with the worship of Meridia. Now, Meridia, as you know, is one of the Daedra. She is known to be one of the good Daedra. And she, although Daedra is sexless, which totally sucks for them. She man Hi, Khajiit. She manifests as a female. So Meridia is known to be female. In the timeline of ESO, the ruins and underground complex of Garlas Malatar have been sealed off many, many years ago, and the exterior is patrolled by minotaurs. So what mm -hmm. am I saying? When you travel there 
to the Gold Coast and you're going to the dungeon, there's going to be a bunch of Minotaurs outside. So there's that. You know, that's kind of... I really like that. This is just a quick side note because I loved going through the Gold Coast, you know, especially when you're working through the uh, Dark Brotherhood. And... Uh, yeah. Not I have ran it. Yeah, I ran into those Minotaurs all the time, so it's it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, and Minotaurs in this game are freaking epic. Oh my gosh, yeah, they don't mess with those dudes. Yeah, they're amazing. So, okay. Let's get back on track. All right. So in a twist of fate, Thorai's deceased husband, Quintus Ferris, helps his ex-wife and treasure hunter by leading her to the ruins of the old Imperial fort at Mistwatch. So this fort that sits atop the ruins at Garlos Malatar was built many, many years ago. And it was, the reason that this fort is there is because it was a base of operations for the Imperials to search and loot the Aeliad ruins found in the Gold Coast. So that's why there are tunnels from Fort Mistwatch that lead directly in to Garlos Malatar in, into the caverns and stuff. So that's basically oh. when you go into the depths of Malatar, that's where you're headed. Huh. Okay. Yes. This is lore. Lore sometimes gets super convoluted and that's where we're at. Follow along, Jibs. I'm holding I'm holding hands. Alright, good boy. <laughs> Left within the depths of Malatar are the very spirits and unnatural guardians of the Imperials themselves who've long perished. I mean these are like first era Imperials. They were dead set on protecting the very artifact that caused the demise of both the Imperials themselves and Garlos Malatar itself. And that is the Wrathstone. The second half, anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's up to you and your party. you got to gather them, and then you can venture forth. Baldur's Gate reference. Into the depths of Malatar oh, and attempt to recover my... the second half of the mysterious Wrathstone so that Thoraya can complete her contract with Abner Tharn. I say to you, my friends and travelers, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a nerd. Oh, good movie. So anyway, that sets the foundation for both Frost Vault and the Depths of Malatar. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I read through those, I flipped out. It's a really good lore. Really, There's really good lore. A lot of people in chat that are calling me a nerd. They're also calling you a lot of other things. Don't worry about that. Just keep going. What do I do? What do I even do about that? Okay. So not only those two dungeons, but we are also getting an additional battleground. Now this one gets convoluted, but I want to explain what what this place is. Eld Angvar is the name of it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna to get to battle in the void, Jibs, and it's gonna be fun. Woo! You're going to die in the void. Okay. But I'm just saying. All right. So also part of the latest content from Elder Scrolls Online is the brand new battle ga- battleground by the name of Eld Angvar, where you and your team will battle fellow players in an alien world between worlds. Deep within the void, you will use various portals to hunt and eliminate your fellow players. But there's a story behind this location. So pay attention. If you haven't done Merkmire, shame on you. Okay. Eldangvar. Meaning the old ironwood. 
is an ancient Aeliad. Ancient Aeliad Dune. That's like super ancient. Ancient Aeliad Dune, also known as the Golden Path. So Eldangvar is an ancient Aeliad Dune language, meaning the Golden Path. It is comprised of a void realm of nexus gates connected by floating Aeliad architecture. Abandoned, this realm between worlds has an entrance that you may have encountered on your travels in Merkmire. Eldangvar was created as a result of Mindhal's search for the remnant of Argon. What in the hell? Don't worry, I'm going to explain <laughs> That's what I said when I read it. I was like, oh my God. Like, click on this one wormhole, this one wormhole, this one wormhole. Mm, like an like, hour for me to figure out what the hell happened here. It's like and a I summarized break. it for you. You're welcome in advance. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> so there's that. Years ago, prior to the Alessian Slave Rebellion. Okay, this is where Alessa came and freed all the slaves. A clan of aliens led by the powerful mage by the name of Mindhal came to Merkmire in conquest. He brought an army with him in search of souls to enslave oh. and to unlock the power of the Hist. And guess who his targets were? The Argonians. So he came and began slaughtering the Argonians in a certain area. In this certain area, he, he launched this campaign against the ancient Argonian Root Whisper tribe. So Mindhal, when he was there doing this, witnessed the power of a relic called the Remnant of Argon. Now what the Remnant of Argon was, was the Argonians' attempt to save themselves. So... It was an artifact created by the Argonians as a last-ditch effort to save the Argonians and the Hist from all the aliens that were invading and killing them all for their souls. So in its creation, the Root Whisper Hist, which is the tree itself that, that guided and commanded the Root Whisper tribe, the Hist itself sacrificed itself to create an amber artifact that was powerful enough to contain the souls of the entire tribe until the alien threat would pass. So Mindal, finding out about what this artifact was, became so obsessed with the remnant of Argon that he and another mage by the name of Hoturn, not Hodor, Hoturn, Hodor, 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 Hodor. Hodor. Created a network of portals that connected to a void realm. In attempt to access the area where they thought the Hist had hidden this artifact, this remnant of Argon. So this void realm that Mindal and Hoturn created is called Eld Engvar. And this is the area that you will battle it out with other players in Elder Scrolls' latest DLC. And that, my friends, is a lore lesson you're going to listen to at least five times to understand all of it. <laughs> that is almost worse than a freaking dragon break. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but it is a wormhole. If you go to either UESP, thank you guys, you're freaking amazing, or to the wiki, UESP has more information on the stuff right now. It's super, super fresh. That's where I got most of the information. But there is such a wormhole 
of things to click and you read this story and you click and you read that story. So I think I did a pretty good job of summarizing what Eld Angvar actually is and where you're going. So to sum it all up, this new battleground has a ton of different portals. It starts from the middle out. So the spawn point is right in the middle. You're like thrown into combat immediately when you die or when you initially spawn. Hmm. Um, and then you work from the inside out. So what the goal of the PvP team that put this together was to basically break the meta of what they have been doing with Battlegrounds and change it up with something completely different. Right. And I haven't played it yet. So I haven't yet either. I'm still working yeah, on it. Yeah, so I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm hoping to dive in here this weekend and I will figure out whether or not it was a good change. Total whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me this anyway, time was it that's what it's about sorry about the burp hopefully you didn't smell it because it probably smells like gentleman jack and terrible decisions but anyway whether you choose to take part in the pve portion or the pvp portion that has come out with the wrathstone release i hope you enjoy and can at least somewhat understand the stories that are behind these areas but the one piece of advice I can give you, please take the time to experience what the developers have, have put together, particularly in the dungeons. Yep. I wouldn't like waste too much time looking for shit when you're <laughs> PvPing because you won't last long. But the dungeons are amazing. And just take the time. Go through with a group. If you're within the Lore Seekers Guild, let them know right off the bat, hey, I really want to read the story. Our folks are cool about that, and I know the other guilds will probably be cool about it too because it's just new stuff. Oh, yeah. Lore Take the time. Seekers. It's yeah. so worth it. The lore is so amazing, and it is such a huge part of this game. Don't kick it in the nuts. <laughs> well, you did real good. You did real good. Thanks, buddy. Well, before we close out for the night, I wanted to show you, or day, night, whenever you're listening, I wanted you to hear something. Uh, this being our anniversary edition of Lore Seekers, uh, we got a little voicemail, and uh, you, let's take a listen here. This is from Lotus of Lotus of Doom of Tales of Tamriel. Take a listen. Hi, Lore Seekers. It's Lotus of Doom here. On behalf of myself, Arcaneer, Agelus, and Promethean, just wanted to call and wish you guys a happy first anniversary of the show. You're an awesome addition to the podcast as well, <laughs> for ESO as well as all other podcasts. So, from all of us here at Tales of Tamriel, we want to congratulate congratulate you on year one, and here's to many more, my brothers. See ya. That was awesome. Really appreciate that. Very yeah. cool. I heard that earlier today, and um, I'm not going to lie, it uh, it brought a warm fuzzy to my heart. It's just cool. It, it goes to... It really resonates how awesome the community is and not just the community of players and developers, but the community of people who are making content for this game. We're just regular people just doing our thing when we can, when we have time making content for a game that we love for a community we love. And that took time out of Lotus's and Tales of Tamriel's day to bring that to us. And it's pretty freaking cool. If I talk any more about it, I'll probably get super weepy because <laughs> kind of a pussy but there's that oh man yeah no i Thanks, greatly Lotus. appreciate that that's cool I, I love that man eso podcast fan for sure that's cool 
Yep. Support each other. Not about the competition. It's about supporting and uplifting each other. So that's good stuff. Well, everybody, wow, another, a whole year, man. Um, I said enough already, I know, but uh, let's do this. Let's do the review. So anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, we hope you did. I did. It was fun. We got through the technical issues on Twitch, too. Thank you all, for, by the way, for hanging out here. Appreciate you. Your patience has been awesome. But uh, if you enjoyed this show, we hope you did. Head on over to iTunes. Give us a review. If you use iTunes, if you don't, that's fine. But every five-star review that we get on iTunes, we give you a shout-out and some love on the show. And the first one here is from, I'm going to say this correctly because he has a lot of H's, Brody Yo! It's from Australia. You did real good. Oh, thank you. He says, uh, this podcast goes hand-in-hand when I'm venturing through the world of Tamriel. The work and effort that goes into these volumes is so greatly appreciated by myself and so many others. So thank you, Jibs and Cash, for the entertainment and endless knowledge. Praise Talos. Talos. It's actually actually Talos, but it's okay if you want to call it Talos. Um, Thanks, Brody. Oh! From Australia. Uh, And then uh, Sam R.W. from United Kingdom says, so glad I came across this awesome ESO podcast. Thanks so much for the interesting and entertaining shows you put on every week. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you both. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, as you heard already, the voicemail that we got from Lotus, feel free. You can always call us. Leave us your voicemail. Put this in your phone. Add us to your contact list. Make it easy for you. Lore Seeker voicemail. Uh, It's uh, 765-382-6961. It's going 24-7. doesn't matter whenever. Feel free. You can always call. Leave us a voicemail. If we get enough of those, we'll, uh, and, and you know it's something we feel it would fit on the show, then we will play them for you uh, in the mailbag segment. Uh, you can join us at the Lore Seekers Official Guild. We've got a huge guild event coming up. And by the way... That's um, a huge guild event. That's a huge guild. All you uh, guildies here in chat. Um, so originally it was going to be a 75,000 gold guild event that we have coming up this Saturday for all of you listening. But Cash and I were talking, and you're like, you know what? Let's make this memorable. We're being kind of cheap asses. Let's, so let's up, not be cheap asses. Let's, let's up it. Let's up a little bit more. Let's up the ante. So, for everybody listening, if you're a part of the Lore Seekers Guild chapter and you are on the PC version, the console versions are going to be doing their own event. We're proud to announce it's now a $150,000 gold Tamriel coin event. Gold, come, not dollars. Come win one hundred. That's not happening. I'm not even giving you five bucks. Thousand gold. It's totally up for grabs. So anyway, more details coming on that later in the week. But uh, anyway, you can email us, loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com at any time, anywhere, 24-7. A lot of you take advantage of it. Thank you so much for your emails. We appreciate it. You can find this show wherever podcasts are found. Okay? So that includes Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever they're free. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Oh, and by the way, to backtrack a second, if you want to join our guild, loreseekerspodcast.com forward slash guild. Learn all about it. Join the Discord server. But Please uh, do. Please do. I, sorry. Our guild's say. getting so freaking good, you guys. I'm not saying that to disparage any other guilds because I'm sure there's some pretty freaking amazing ones out there. But our guild is getting good. It's not really that it wasn't before. It's just getting better. Cash and I just like to sit and channel sometimes and not say anything and just listen to our members talk. And it's freaking awesome. It's like gold. It's uh, it's awesome. It's man. like listening to just angels. Yep. Sorry. So anyway, after you're done here, 
We want to do a special shout-out today. After you're done here listening to the show, go check out UESPs. That's Unofficial Elder Scrolls. What's the what's the last part? Elder Scrolls. Uh, why are you laughing for? What are you Because I'm reading Guild Chat. I'm reading the freaking chat, dude. I can't. Stop are reading you, the chat. Are you... <laughs> These people are freaking demented. <laughs> Anyway, UESP's got a brand new podcast. You can go watch it yes. over twitch.tv slash UESP. You can follow us on Twitter, myself, at JibsIRL, Cash at LoreSeekerCash at the K. Most importantly, the show, at LoreSeekerCast, and Cash! Instagram, maybe. Yes, please follow us on Instagram if you have an Instagram. Instagram is fun. There's lots of pictures. So it's better for people who like pictures, like me. Join okay. us on Instagram. There you, go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Fantastic. Everybody really on Twitch, good. thank you all for being a part of the stream. Thank you all for the hosts, the subscriptions, the follows. We appreciate all of you. And again, I I just want to say this one more time. Everybody who listens, everybody who supports Lore Seekers, it truly means the world to us. And I can't tell you enough from my own personal life how much it's meant to me. So thank you. And on top of that, I could not have ever asked for a better co-host somebody who is there day in day out we send texts we're talking emails are going ideals are flowing and this community is very 50 50 it's not all jibs it's not all cash it's both if this if he and i were not doing this together it wouldn't be a thing so i just want to say cash thank you my brother you have made this a joy i didn't know if i would enjoy podcasting again i didn't even know if i wanted to ever run a community again and here we are so thank you. You're awesome. I really appreciate you saying that. Um, yeah. So Jibs and I have incredible transparency when it comes to we're just good friends and we've been gaming together for a long time. And, you know, hopefully it comes out on the show because this is exactly who we are. We are just a couple of freaking dorks. And when we talk to each other on the phone, it's the same exact conversation that we're having now. There's just a shitload more cuss words in it and <laughs> insults. So I things I can never say <laughs> things that we shouldn't say on the show, but that's it, it, it's true. It's exactly what he said it is. And all we're doing is just trying to just share our love for this game and, you know, our, our friendship together. And we're trying to build more friends and I, we have a ton of them. There are so many of you folks that are just amazing folks. And even, you know, our listeners, even if you're not part of our guild, it's, it's fine. It's just your Elder Scrolls people and you're our people. So thank you very much for being part of our show and part of the last year of our efforts. And we're going nowhere. We're going to continue creating content for you. And hopefully 2019 and 2020 are going to be way better than 2018. Man, we got a lot of irons in the fire. A lot of irons in the fire. Oh, yeah. Anyway. We're learning. We're still learning. The freaking scamps suck. So maybe I can make a spell that flicks them in the nuts. There you go. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week. Stay awesome and uh, stay safe. We'll see you next week on Lore Seekers. Take care. Dilly freaking Dilly.